your guarantee. I dude, I'm just fucking on one tonight. Choose your own adventure. Do you want to talk parody or airplane etiquette to lead off the show? Because I'm just gonna rant for about 15 minutes to start off the bat. Oh, let's go with parody. I like that. Let's go there. So Tom Brady said it a couple weeks ago. They asked him why are there so many teams that are two and two. He said there's a lot of bad football out there. Uh I've been watching the NBA a little bit, been watching more hockey. The NHL, early in the season, but there is a lot of just inconsistent play. You look at teams who are supposed to be really, really good, and they're hitting about average. The Wild underplaying, but they're they're not looking the best. They're, you know, two and three and one, I think. There's a lot of teams in that like six to eight point range right now, and it's pretty crazy. The NBA, I feel like, is the same way. You're watching, you know, the Dallas or the San Antonio Spurs steal games off the Timberwolves. There's a lot of parody in sports right now that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just trying to break down some topics because I'm watching a lot of hockey games, obviously. That's just what I have on in my life. Um, and a lot of scoring, but it's very hard right now to break down, like, what's a trend? I can break down games. I can say things like, oh, you know, Boston Bruins look like the team to beat. I feel really good about that. Tampa Bay Lightning, they've got some work to do. Uh, you know, the Detroit Red Wings, it looks like Stevie Y is finally putting together a squad that can contend, that sort of thing. I can break that down all day, but in terms of like actual actual trends early in the season, but it's very hard to pick things out. Uh, I feel like the NBA, it's kind of the same. You look at it, uh, the teams that you thought are going to be rolling, nobody's really rolling. No. Golden State's losing a bad one. Boston's losing a bad one. Boston mm. lost to the Bulls without, you know, their star player. <clears throat> I think this ever ongoing quest that these sports leagues think are like utopia to have every single team competitive. It's actually just making shit worse. <laughs> and why do you think that, bro? Bro, the average <clears throat> points in NFL in the NFL, despite all of the work they've done to increase uh, you know, competition, they're increasing competition the average points are down, I think it's like eight points. The under is hitting like 75%. Yeah. Like games that have scored 42 points, which I guess is what the NFL ballparks is what they like. They'd like the majority of games to hit 42 points. It's not happening. 
it's gross. Like, <laughs> and I don't know, like you can break it down much more in depth if it's just these star players not hitting training camp, uh, not as much work tackling. Uh, if you're talking about just making the flexibility to move off of teams easier for players, the player empowerment era, making it so that you really can't build a rapport, not enough good coaching. If you got like Nathaniel Hackett as your best dude, and he's just clearly not prepared, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't think it's good for the sport. I'm watching football in like, you just don't see the same team show up two weeks in a row. I mean, if you're looking at teams that are showing up, it's defense. The defense is showing up. I mean, they made <clears> – the NFL did as much as they could to make the offense as easy as possible for passing and running, put all the rules in, but the defenses adjust, and here we are. The game where if you have a good defense, you have good defense players, you can make it happen. Look at the Jets. Look at the Giants. Teams that no fucking way their offenses are not there, not it. Look, the deep they're shutting them down defensively, getting themselves in position to score, and they win. The league is evening out through and through, and we kind of hate it because we're just losing a lot of money on it because we can't fucking nail it down. I mean, Packers and Bucks should be easy bets stuff that you put in parlays and just don't worry about it and they're losing you the whole thing you can't bet it you can't pick it at all i mean look at last week cleveland and baltimore baltimore should have went in there and fucking destroyed them 23 to 20 cleveland covered like what none of it makes sense watching the bears dismantle the patriots defense that is crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about that, I'm sure, later because it's just Amazing. what my life is. But, yeah, <laughs> that is – man, that's rough, dude. That's just really, really rough. And I, yeah. I don't know where you go from there, you know? It's, yeah, the teams are evening out, and you're seeing it. The coaches that are were the top of the game, they got to adjust. They got to adjust in every single league, every single league. The Lakers, Philly, Warriors, all struggling. Hockey teams that were supposed to be really, really good. Man, start off the gate, starting off slow. I just want to see in the NHL and the NBA to see if there is a separation. Because you're seeing in the NFL right now, no, there is no separation at all. Everything is tight. Every, Every team is still in it or has a chance to be in it. And should the NFL add a couple more playoff spots? <laughs> like, that's what we're talking about. And in the NBA, you're seeing young talent get put together and the chemistry hits. And in the NHL, if the guy that's not guarding the net is good or he's on his game, 7-6, Like, these are the games we're seeing. NFL bet the unders, hockey bet the overs. That's kind of the formula right now you would say but then again we say that next week the shit goes completely haywire <laughs> the unpredictability of sports this year has been ins- insane absolutely insane but yeah. you gotta love it it's good tv it's good tv every single game is something that is kind of must watch in the last five minutes of each game 
I do feel like there is way less motivation, especially in the NBA and the NHL. I feel like teams aren't pushing for like, I don't feel like there's an NBA team who's chasing the Warriors record. No, absolutely not. I I legitimately think now that the the Warriors were like the only team that really cared. I don't think they care. Like maybe Memphis, I think maybe Jaws, but I think he knows his team doesn't have the legs to do it. It's right. uh it's an interesting thing to experience. Uh them just seemingly, you know, not giving a fuck. Like, uh yeah, we no. we lost. The losses don't seem to sting. And I get it, it's a long season, but as a fan, I think it is a little bit disheartening to watch that and be like, Oh, yeah, I guess I guess you really are just gonna everybody's gonna fall after LeBron and just phone it in until Christmas. And that brings up the conversation of shortening shortening up these leagues to make these games more impactful for every single week. That's why kind of COVID was kind of interesting because it was a short season. So a loss meant kind of like three losses. A win means two. It was that kind of kind of feel for it all. And maybe that should be the move because when you watch TV and we are what, 10 days into the NBA season and you got a guy already taking games off? Uh, I mean, so, come so on, much man. For, so much for Kawhi uh, going to play this season. Load management, baby. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I, think, I think in the next CBA for the NBA, they need to, like, start from scratch because these dudes don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, the NBA is single-handedly proving – why the NFL should stay away from guaranteed money. Yep. Because especially in the NFL, like, yeah, oh, I get a fully guaranteed contract no matter what. Yeah, I'm old. I might just take the year off. Yeah, this ACL is not, not, not bouncing back. Yeah, I got a tight hamstring, you know, whatever. Yeah, they need to talk. They need to, the NFL, NBA, and NHL need to all sit down. Because obviously the NFL is going crazy. They see days on the calendar, so it's mine, mine, mine. Black fight, mine, mine. They're just going crazy. You, even the NA, uh, NCAA is coming in saying, hey, get away from our day. <laughs> like, this is our day. Leave us alone. Starting just... tomorrow, we have football every single day for 27 days. It's the best thing of all time. <laughs> you just said it wasn't. No, 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 no. I'm saying is they need to organize it. Hockey gets late Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and get like a Friday night game. NBA gets Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Everyone share Thursday. Everyone share Monday. And let us just kind of make the games more impactful. Like if LA is going East Coast, they're playing five East Coast games in that span and then you're got you're off for three days four days give the players a chance to rest make the games more impactful you can make that happen hockey the same way these guys the difference on tv for me as a casual sports uh, hockey player a hockey watcher excuse me during the season there's not that big of a the checks are not there the fights, they're he- off and on here and there. Shorten the season. Build that rivalry. Make these athletes sweat every single game. And the fans will love it. Even if you shorten the season down. Except for the NFL. 
maybe add another game. Yeah, man. I I don't. I mean, you, obviously, I think records coming to play. I think the longevity of the season. Uh, that's the thing that's that's rough for me. Is I do think that there's a a talent, a skill, a luck, whatever you say, with people having to survive in a long season. Yeah, and I, can see that. I think. I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, I would hate to see it, but I think it's better for the sport. I mean, that might be what you have to do. I mean, if in the NBA you're really only going to try for 40 games, fine. We will truncate your contracts to 40 games. We'll play 40 games, and your season will be three months long. If that's what you want, want if that's what you want, that's fine. No one will ever break any more records. And we'll just call it good because like, it, it doesn't do anybody good to watch the bottom seven people on a roster go out and lose for no reason. Like, yeah. the, honestly, the relegation element that the uh, NBA is bringing up because Wembenyama is supposed to be that good of a prospect might be the smartest thing I've heard a commissioner do in – Ever, <laughs> ever. I mean, besides the fact that, uh, what before? I mean, what Adam Silver said he wants to work hand in hand with gambling. Like maybe the second smartest thing. Yep. Man, the NBA got a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not possible because there's no G League team that you can name right now that will go. Oh, if Portland is going to be dropped down, then the Nebraska Honeybee Stingers is going to be a really good team in the NBA. And that's not that's not how it works, bro. This is not how it happens. Honestly, they this should is just... not soccer. You know, here's the thing. They want to expand. They just need to, like, hey, the the if, if we think there's tanking, you enter into a tournament and the losing team has to go to Seattle to lose your fucking team. <laughs> the fans, everyone has to fucking suffer. I mean, unless you're in LA, then they probably don't really give a fuck. Sacramento yeah. could use a new spot. I mean, but they should also tank. Just period. I mean, fuck it. They should just the call. Thing. They should call Silver for his bluff. Like, hey, fuck it. I don't care. Here's the thing. I am. Uh, I am the. Ki- I am the King's number one fan. Sack up for life. I will follow them. Only- if they want to leave Sacramento and go to Vegas, damn, I'll have to go to a Vegas Kings game. Damn, that sucks. I think Jay is the only Sacramento Kings fan in a 300-mile radius of where he's sitting at right now. But, you know, <laughs> good for That's you. Fair. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, my God. On a side note, what the hell is it about airplanes that makes people think forget that we're in a fucking society with rules feel closer to space and feel like you're not part of any other country like if any (laughs) if anything like who raised you bro who raised you like i was always like we're all in this together it's like if you're on a coach bus everybody knows unless you're about to die do not shit on the coach bus facts we all have to sit in it. Like, we're up in the air. If they land this plane, it's going to cost you 10 grand minimum. 
and you're probably going to federal jail. Like, what what the hell are we doing? First <laughs> off, Chance, first off, a problem with this. As someone who just got back from Florida, okay. One o'clock in the afternoon, you don't have to recline your seat back. No. That's just a rule. Like, here's the thing. If you want to recline your seat back, spring for first class. That is a privilege of the rich. It is not a privilege of the poor. We do not get to do that in coach. Also, you are reclining 15 degrees max. (laughs) Is that really that much of a difference maker to you? Worth crunching my fucking knees in a middle seat? (laughs) Seats aren't getting bigger. People fucking are. Oh, shit. Here we also, go. Also, do you have to be <laughs> bowed out? No, dude. You keep your elbows tight. It's like you're on a fucking water slide. I guarantee you I have bigger shoulders than you, and I am making this work. <laughs> what are we fucking doing? Also, watch your fucking kids. Oh, the shit. plane is not your babysitter. I got a, my pregnant wife next to me, some fucking six-year-old's kicking her seat nonstop, and the dude just like, stop. While he watches a movie on his phone, because his kid's so addicted to his fucking iPad and his YouTube, and his dad's too cheap to pay $12.99 so we can all have a decent flight home. <laughs> fucking oh ridiculous. But you know what? At least he's not doing high knees in the aisle like Russell fucking Wilson. Oh, my God. Eight-hour flight from, what, Denver to London? That seems short, but whatever. Spent the first two hours watching film. Acceptable. Normal behavior. Shout out Russell Wilson. He spent the next four hours doing rehab, including high knees up and down the aisle. Jesus Christ. Russell, you are trying too hard. And then he slept for one hour. And watched more film. Dude, I don't care how much money you're making. If He's you acting like a $250 are do- quarterback. Dude, if you are doing high knees up and down the aisle, you deserve to get locked in the bathroom. <laughs> Someone should just like keep Russell in there. I guarantee you, if they locked him in the bathroom, they would win this game with Brett Ripien. <laughs> Russell they are still- currently two and a half point dogs plus one twenty on the money line. The lowest, maybe the lowest under I've over under I've seen thirty nine. Oh yeah, it's in London too. So, like, horrible game. Angel, is there any excuse for Russell Wilson's behavior? Um, yes and no. I mean, he is uh. Trying to get back, trying to get healthy, trying to figure out a way to get his uh, season turned around. He's uh, got a lot of criticism. High knees in the uh, plane, that's a little much. Also, didn't he hurt his shoulder? The shoulder and hamstring. He's all torn up. He has a torn labrum, something like that, some like partial turn, and then he has a hamstring injury, and that's why he sat out, because he had a hamstring which they thought, you know, maybe put the back up in, see if we get a little spice, see if we get something different. No, absolutely not. You probably should have kept Drew Locke as a backup. Apparently he's a number one. I mean, 
at this point, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Just probably not with Nathaniel Hackett. No, definitely not. I, bro, I would secretly love for Geno Smith to get hurt and Drew Locke to come in and just play even better than Geno Smith. That would be the story of the whole year. That I really should never retire because he's a quarterback whisperer. <laughs> I really want to just have to eat my words when I was making fun of Pete Carroll for saying he had two number one quarterbacks. It's going to happen. They're going to be like secured in a playoff spot, like number five, and they can't go up or down. So they're going to sit Geno in week 18. Drew Locke's going to come out for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Like a much shittier Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Like Facts. Carson Wentz <laughs> gets hurt and Nick Foles comes in. Geno Smith gets hurt and Drew Locke comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Just beats the, the Chiefs Bowl. in the Super Bowl. Oh, that would be disgusting. That would be the true epitome of this league is broken. This league is rigged. Something's wrong with this place. I feel like you would have to almost give up football. Yeah, no, I we lost to Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs to Gino to Drew Locke. Young Drew Locke, Jock. Yeah, no. I don't think that could happen. I would lose my mind. I would I would give up. Wouldn't give up on the Bro, team. Russell right Wilson, football done. I, you don't I think need... he could turn it around though? Do you think Russell at any point in time now with all the bullshit still coming out? Do you think Russ is gonna have a game or a stretch of games where it's like, all right, this is why this guy's worth two hundred and fifty million? Okay, first off, two hundred fifty million is terrible. So, no, I don't think he can be worth $250 million. I've not seen a single sign that he can be that good. Yeah. Like, not even a little bit. I think that's my issue. Like, if he didn't have that ring that he won with the defense was amazing, he would be the Damian Lillard of the NFL. No, because <laughs> like... Damian Lillard can put up stats. Yeah, but hasn't won a single thing in his life. Not one thing. Yeah, I <laughs> man, I don't I don't know. Russ doesn't it, have like, an MVP vote. Russ doesn't have a uh throwing cha- uh throwing title, anything. Doesn't have anything. He's just uh he was a really good quarterback under Pete Carroll, and Russ is the most overpaid system quarterback in the wrong system. I think maybe he has two games where he looks really good, but right now Jerry Judy's on the trading block. So like I don't really know who you're gonna throw to after that. Oh, it's a it's a fire sale in Denver, which is oh, like yeah. I don't know how Nathaniel Hackett has a job, but Russell Wilson just keeps taking L's. Like if you like and they were a Super Bowl favorite. Yes. Like more like they had a better odds preseason. To win the Super Bowl than the Kansas City Chiefs. That's insane. Like that he doesn't look insane. good. Uh, and he needs to fire his PR team so quickly because Russ, nobody thinks this is cool. No. Like nobody thinks like this is inspiring. Like it only works if you win and you are not close to winning. No, 
not at all. Like this team has no direction at all. And it doesn't seem like they're going to get anywhere at all. This division. Yeah. There are some shaky teams in this division right now, with the chargers and all that, but the rest of the AFC is going to destroy you. And the chiefs are still on top. Like you have to get two wins against them. Like, no, this project, Nathaniel Hackett is one of my worst bets that I've made for <laughs> coach of the year. Um, I don't think it's the worst bet of the show. I think Hunter Renfro is the worst bet of the show, but um, so Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett probably won't get a job or have a job. I think he might lose the job to his uh, advisor. So it could happen. Very could happen. Like right mid season, they're just going to, the owner is going to be like, all right, well, Nate, thanks. Out. Should have happened already. Oh, man. But, hey, what can we say, huh? Russ, high knees, trying to get right. He's in London. I told you about my bet in London, man. It's, what is it, 38, 39? I'm going to bet the over. Regardless of what happens, I'm going to bet the over. Bro, you were so bad, you lost your sandwich. (laughs) They pulled that shit. I haven't seen that commercial like not once. I haven't seen the other commercial. Like they're gonna drop you just for being just a weird person and a bad quarterback faster than everyone's dropping Kanye. Bro, facts. He might as well just hit Trevor Lawrence to do that same commercial. <laughs> Here's the thing: you know it's bad when they're gonna stop playing future, but while he's warming up. Because it's just not worth it. No, it's not worth it. Shit's great. The Raiders are savages, though. I hope every team does it. Like, yep. Russ is going to have a bad game. Bro, it's it's getting ugly out there. It's It's getting ugly out there. (laughs) Sensational. (laughs) Oh, man. But... Let's move on to the rest of the NFL world where it's slowly falling apart, little by little. But not for a couple teams because they are getting their shit together. Jay, you were, I feel like you, I could see you visibly upset through a text, which is kind of crazy. But when you heard that Robert Quinn is going to the Eagles for a fourth, what do you think is going on? in this Philly organization that has made so many moves? I mean, it's very obvious to me that the only way to win is have a quarterback in a career year or have a quarterback on a rookie deal. I just, like, I don't understand and like again very much so I don't understand what other teams are doing like did like was Robert Quinn like not on the trade block like nobody knew and Philly just threw out a threw out a text yo Robert Quinn for a fourth what do you think are they like the idiots on our fantasy football league just throwing out 700 bad trades a week and just Oh, they actually said yes? Fuck. 
Didn't see that coming. <laughs> like, I don't I understand it. Like, if you knew Robert Quinn was available, did teams just think, oh, that's 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 not enough. Let's not even bother. And you just got to no. fire off you up text at 1 a.m.? <laughs> like, because if that's the case, I'll be a great GM. <laughs> I will offer so much garbage in exchange for good players. You don't even understand. Oh my God, ridiculous! <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Didn't didn't get that feedback? I offered a fifth round pick for Stefan Diggs. Um, did you want to <laughs> make a lot of money this year? Making a lot of money next year? Fifth round pick could be anybody. <laughs> really deep draft next year. Just saying. Just oh saying. Think about it. <laughs> Like, what are we even doing? I mean, I have no idea, but the Eagles have made an impressive offseason even better. They got A.J. Brown during the draft. They went and got uh, Gardner Johnson from the Saints, and now they're adding the best D-lineman that the Bears have. I'm surprised they didn't get Rokon Smith. <laughs> like, he's available. Bro, he, he wants out. It's, it's not over. Still time. Like they got a six round pick lying around. <laughs> There's something out there for somebody. Yeah, no, six, seven, eight, you know. <laughs> hey, you want the last pick of the draft for uh your second best corner of your team? Fuck it. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm at this point I'm surprised they paid so much for AJ Brown. Yeah. They just waited a few weeks, they probably could have got him for a seventh. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, man, you're overpaid, overpaid right there, and they paid him too. Oh goodness gracious! Shame on you guys. Very much so. Hey, but they went out and he must have showed his ass. Must have showed his ass in that Patriots game. Like, oh, he's the best. <laughs> but the trade doesn't Bears stop. Bears are just Bears are just hating when their players play well. Like, oh fuck. <laughs> We're going to have to pay him so much money next year. Let's just get him out of here. Bro, let's just get him out of here. Fourth? Yes. Take it. David Montgomery's going to run for like 280 yards one game. They're going to be like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Fifth round pick. Fourth round Anybody. Seventh round pick? <laughs> David Montgomery, after his astonishing uh, performance on Sunday, traded to the Bucks for a fifth round pick and a conventional seventh. <laughs> <laughs> The Bears are just like, nah, nah. Well, you know, that means Justin Fields is never going to get traded. <laughs> but who finally, never. who finally got traded? James Robinson. James Robinson has a new home. He is going to the New York Jets after, unfortunately, the reigning rookie of the year, Brees Hall. Tears an ACL on a very fluky play. James Robinson, Michael Carter, Reese Hall. That is your lineup for next year. That is a disgusting three-headed monster. But James Robinson actually is going to run the ball in a run-first offense. But my question is, Travis Etienne? Doesn't seem like him. (laughs) Just not got, him at all. Like, <laughs> I like he scored his first touchdown of like one good run. Again, 
clearly they have like the same of talent evaluators as the Chicago Bears. He had like one good run. Doug Peterson had to change his pants. Is like, I don't know why we would ever play anybody else at the most physical offensive position in the game. <laughs> oh, led the league in rushing, has been a stud off the bench. Uh, you know what? Ugh, I he needs I want officially want Doug Peterson to go coach the Patriots. He would have a first round pick for Bailey or Mac tomorrow. Like, <laughs> ooh, this is really complicated. We're just gonna pick one and just stick with it. We don't really know who's the better one. We're just gonna pick. Oh my goodness. It was in Travis Etienne's fucking draft contract that Urban Meyer fixed up. First touchdown I score, you gotta change, you gotta trade James Robinson. Yeah, which would be fine, except for Urban Meyer said he drafted him to play wide receiver. <laughs> I've seen what he can do. That was just, you know, see what's up there. <laughs> oh my goodness. But James Robinson is gonna get his first start, first look. And it's up against Mac Jones and the Patriots. They had a very shitty loss against the Bears, but Mac Jones is the starter. Do you think it was just he was on a pitch count? First game, pitch count. So they put Bailey in for the rest of the game, and then Bailey was on a pitch count too, so they put in Sidham. Dude, I... <laughs> Everyone's hurt? I Honestly, I don't even know what to do with this team at this point because... Nah, I go to Florida. Fuck you. <laughs> like, they do so many things well and smart. And, like, very clearly, like, they've just never had uh, any sort of quarterback controversy before. Because this, this is, like, stupid. They're not the same type of quarterback. I mean, I guess they can be. But, like, Mac is a pro-style quarterback. Bailey Zappi is more of a spread-type quarterback. They run different offenses. But they don't – Matt Patricia is not smart enough to call different plays. No. What, are you going to work in some sort of weird hybrid offense that works for both of them? That's fine. But clearly Trent Brown isn't smart enough to do two offenses either. So I don't, I don't really know what the fuck they're doing in New England. But Mac, it looks like, is going to play the entire next game, which he should. Like he should. Bailey Zappi was a spark, but if you're going to do Bailey Zappi, you have to commit to Bailey Zappi. And even when he was good, like, he didn't look incredible. I don't actually know how to explain it. Like, when he's in the game, people just get separation. The play calling is completely different, <laughs> and I don't get it. They have set plays, man. They have set plays for their uh, future quarterback. I don't know. Hey, uh, I mean, apparently. But apparently, you did say, you did say. Whoever starts the games for the Bears and loses should lose their job forever. So, do you are you a Bailey fan now because he didn't start, or how you feel now? We just uh, talked about it last week, <laughs> bro. I just I just want a fucking good quarterback play that's consistent. All right, you have been. You are the coach. I the bought the Mac Jones time. jersey. I just need Matt. Like, again, Mac Jones. The thing with Mac Jones is he's done a lot of work to improve the areas of his game he was weak on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, like, like, I feel like his ceiling is constantly evolving. 
He keeps doing things to put him in better shape, but you can't turn the football over. So at mm-hmm. this point, like, I don't know where it's, if this was Josh McDaniels, I would say we gotta, we gotta think about Mac Jones because it's fucking Matt Patricia. I mean, is I that know. your offensive like, coordinator? Like, and the statistics are so different that I don't really know what to make of it. They've done such a terrible job of making this such a group effort. I don't know where the fuck up is. Is it Mac? Is it the play calling? Is it the fact that you bet your franchise that your deep threat is going to be Devontae Parker? It's tough. I don't know. And Mac again, coming back from an ankle looked all right, but also like the offensive line was not doing him any favors at all. I mean, lost six, a lot of pieces. What five penalties and three drives for Trent Brown is not a that that makes me think Mac that Mac Jones like I don't know like parked in his parking space or some shit. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Oh my goodness! Well, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. I still feel like Bailey Zappi should still get a good run at it. But you got a very interesting matchup. You guys haven't lost to the Jets since since 2007. They're coming into town. And this is a must-win game. Must-win game because the Jets, they win this game. They're gonna have some, they're gonna have some good positioning over the Patriots. Some real good positioning. It's tough. It's gonna be tough. But let's talk about your other favorite quarterback. Tommy Magnificent and the Tampa Bay Bucks suck. Why? It's kind of hard to put that in that terms because we could go into it for 45 minutes. But is it Tom's fault or is it Bowles fault? That's my first question. I am fully on board with blaming Byron left with which at this point. Oh, that's yeah, left which. Absolutely. And why do you think it's his fault? Because he's calling the plays. Tom's been in this league for a very long time. You know, there's no way in hell that Tom is letting Leftwich control the whole playbook play calling situation. If that's the case, what the fuck is Tom doing? I I think at this point though, he doesn't have the control you think. You need people to be on board with audibles. And I think his rebuilt offensive line. I don't think he's been doing it as often. I think he controls no huddle, but he's also not – he's putting personnel in. The first down runs are crazy, and they brought up the first-round runs to uh, Byron Leftwich in a press conference with a lot of statistics, and he was like, nah, we just have to execute better. Bro, you are like – I'm trying to find the stat I sent you, but you're like – your uh, DVOA, your uh, the here it is. Uh, annoying. Uh, they are in, yeah, DVOA. They are thirty first in run DVOA, and they are tenth in pass DVOA, okay. and they are twenty eighth in pass block win rate. So yeah, I mean. A top 10 passing offense isn't anything incredible in this league, 
But considering some of the injuries and suspensions he's had on that offensive line, like that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. And clearly you are the fourth worst run team and your offense has not been pass blocking well. So no. with a bottom four pass blocking offensive line, you are getting the 10th best pass production. That's on Brady. That is Brady playing well and Brady playing fast. And clearly you are the second worst running team. So all that points to to me is if you are that bad of a running team, your offensive line is trash. Cause yeah, I mean, you lost a lot of pieces uh, and, you know, getting Ryan Jensen back, I think in terms of attitude, mm-hmm. expectation, leadership is a massive thing, but that's not coming for over a month. So you got to figure something out in the short term because you are losing winnable games. And the worst part is they're still going to win the division at this point. They've got to beat the Saints and beat the Falcons once, and it's pretty much theirs. Yeah, and that's the best thing for Brady in this time in this Bucks team is they're in a very easy and very winnable division. So their playoff spot seems very in lock even though they're three and four and you know, with health and everything going on, they're going to get it together. They're going into a Thursday night game, which is going to be absolutely atrocious because you're going in with four corners out and four of your six top DBs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Four of your six top DBs and you're going against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And that's going to be a very tough game, which I think will be a loss as well. But after that, and you get healthy, you're fine. I legitimately have no point, no <clears throat> idea how the Bucks are a minus 120 and they're a one-point favorite. They're at home. And people haven't been to the Bucks yet, but I would take the Ravens easy. But I'm leaning now that, that way too. Now that we know that, you know, we're Brady's going to get it together. Team's going to get it together. They're going to win this division. But it's a little different for another old quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, and this Tampa and this Bucks. Or <clears throat> excuse me, Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team. They were Super Bowl favorites. They were in the conversation. They were the team that will run the NFC, and they're on a three to four, uh, three and four start. They're on a three-game losing streak against some hot teams. Some hot teams. I would say the Giants are a hot team. The Jets are another team. Yeah. And, you know, the Washington Commanders game, that was some Heineke magic. You know, you went into a game and you didn't know what Heineke can really bring in, and you lost the game. But when you see Aaron Rodgers visibly frustrated and there's no light at the end of the tunnel because you have the Bills, Lions, and Cowboys coming in, what is next for this team? And with the defense playing this bad, the receivers not playing good. The Vikings are five and one, and the NFC is going to be bringing in, or the NFC East is going to be bringing in three heads for the playoffs. There's no doubt about in my mind right now, looking at it, if teams start to play like this and they don't go back to their old ways, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys are all in. Should Rodgers retire? <laughs> or do you see this Packer team with maybe a receiver trade? Because right now, 
they're saying that the Packers are on everybody's phone looking for a receiver. Bring in OBJ. Do you think that turns this team around because you got guy the offense will be start clicking and they could get it together? Or is this over for the Packers? It's because so the tough. Vikings don't have a slow start. They're good. And their schedule looks like it's coming down to be really, really easy. I am very confused by the slow development of these Packers wide receivers. <laughs> Granted, I watched Tom and again, not to not to start goat talk. I watched Tom Brady make the playoffs and win his division with Aaron Dobson and Kembrel Tompkins. Two rookies that started. Yep. So, I mean, maybe my scale is a little bit off, but Romeo Dubes has shown signs. Christian Watson has shown flashes. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe they were uh, Nikhil Harry flashes, but you've got to find a way to get him involved somehow. They don't look any better week eight than they looked week one. True or false? Mm -hmm. True. You're dealing with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, which that's the part that is interesting. I don't think they need a new wide receiver. I think they need the right wide receiver. Very yeah. clearly, Aaron Rodgers is picky about who he throws to, which is very ungoat like just so we're <laughs> on the same page. Uh, but, like, will he get along with OBJ? Because, I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, I'll take anybody. I'll, like, yeah, yeah, I want him. But, yeah, sometimes you get Antonio Brown on the Raiders, you know? Or yeah. Randy Moss on the Raiders, or basically anybody before Devontae Adams on the Raiders. Well, he's he's showing flashes, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I think that, for me, is the biggest thing is, yeah, I don't know. Like, you haven't seen anything out of Elijah Moore, who, as a second-year player, apparently wants to be moved. Do you think it's any better, like, if you went out and get an, got an Elijah Moore? No, because that's still a guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to have to teach the ropes to, and he doesn't seem interested in doing that. Right. Uh if you had to pick who's going to retire first, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, I feel like right now it's Aaron Rodgers, like minus 150. Oh, easy. Aaron Rodgers looks like he does not want to be there at all. And, I mean, he wants success, but it's just not happening with Matt LaFleur. Like, I don't know, last year must have been a little bit of a fluke, just Aaron being good with Devontae and it being just, hey, this has been working for years, so – it's going to click now that it's all on Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers and the rest of this offense doesn't look good. It does not look good for the Packers sake. I mean, I love to see it. I love the struggle. Don't get me wrong, but going to get a DJ Moore, finding a way to get OBJ in the building. Those are the two moves you got to make some way, somehow with the little money that you got. You got to find a way to make it happen. Absolutely. You're, you know, you got six million. Someone's going to have to give some money back. I don't know. Maybe Aaron. Just so you could find a way to go, hey, all right, cool. Now that I got some receivers in the building, I can make it happen. But right now, the Packers are out of the playoffs. There are what, 10, ga- 10 weeks left? Uh, Yep. You swap Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers right now. What are the Packers and the Bucks records at the end of the season? 
I don't think the Bucks lose another game. I really? think, yeah, I think Aaron going in with veteran receivers and him not having to teach much and him just having that, like that receiver respect. Like these guys have been playing the game; they know what to do. Spot, spot. They'll have a good time. Tom, he'll probably lose one or two games. I don't think he'll lose um, to the Lions. I don't think he loses to the Vikings. I don't lose. Think he loses to the Chicago Bears. Even with the receiving core he has, he likes the cold. He's this is just moving over from New England to the Patriots or to the Packers. He'll find a way to make it happen with the running game as as long as you give him good play call. As long as you give Tom the motions, the everything that he likes to run, they could both be successful. But they're in positions where they don't want to be in, you know, bad offensive linemen and the play calling not being good for Tom and the inexperience and the play calling for Aaron. Old quarterbacks don't want to teach new dogs, new tricks. <laughs> they don't want to train. They don't want to do that. They want guys that, Hey, how long you been here? Seven years. Okay. You know exactly what to do when I say, Hey, go. Takes time. And he doesn't want to do that because he knows he's one foot out the door. And if you're a quarterback at your stature, you have one foot out the door, you might as well just jump out the window. Aaron, Tom had it all together until his family walked out the door. And now Tom's just like standing there with the door open. At the same time, I legitimately just don't think. I think Tom's getting too much blame for his play because of his body language and the fact that he's just not yelling as much and not as angry. But then he does, and it's like, oh, Tom taking out his divorce on his offensive line. Like, I mean, that's I think that's I just broke media. it down, dude. Like, Tom is playing incredibly well right now. For like, again, has, yeah. not the best, but this is not he is not playing quarterback like a three and five quarterback. No, he's not. I think but... if you put him on a lot of other teams, they are doing better. Facts and for both of these quarterbacks, they both went in with projected top five defenses, and neither of them have it. So, where they get the ball and how long they have to sit and wait for the ball is a true tell to this team, too. So, if those things woke up, wake up, the offense will start clicking slowly but surely. Except for the Packers, they need help, they need at least one or two pieces. And the Chiefs cover a spread, uh, maybe. <laughs> They did. Spread was uh, minus one and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, they could cover negative spreads. Yeah, hey, it works. It works. But only the future will tell. Only the future will tell if the NBA, NHL starts figuring their shit out. The future will tell if these NFL teams get back to where we say their position is. The Giants and Jets are not supposed to be good. But the Seahawks are not supposed to be good. Atlanta's not supposed to be winning games. It's all our predictions. All of them are just in on fire right now because these teams came out of nowhere. But we always sit down and crunch the numbers, and we have your picks of the week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Hey, 
All right. I'm going to go back to college football. Took a couple weeks off, learned some shit, listened to a lot of Kurt, making it happen. So, my picks for this Saturday, beautiful slate. I'm going to take Penn State plus 15 against Ohio State. Spread is really big. I know Ohio State is a really good team, but Penn State is too. So, I'm going to take the spread there. I'm going to take USC minus 15 over Arizona. They're super pissed off, and they had a bye week, so they're going to destroy Arizona. I'm going to take Kentucky plus 12 and a half over Tennessee. That spread's big. Tennessee's a good team, but so is Kentucky. Shout out to Kentucky. They're fucking doing their thing. And I got UCLA minus 16 and a half over Stanford. UCLA also coming off a bye week. And they are going to be playing just as good as they've been playing all week or all year in front of their 27 fans. And I'm going to take Philly to take game one. I'm sure everyone in the world, even the Astros, are going to be like, four game, sweep them up. If we can sweep up the bitch-ass Yankees, fuck you Yankees. We could beat the Philadelphia Phillies. I think Philly makes some noise game one with some pitching and some good bats. I'm going to have them steal one. Look at you. On fire. I've been really good on baseball. Not that the Yankees are out. I mean, I, I guess, man. I guess. I don't know. You're not picking a lot of baseball. We need to go uh, back to our, our daily picks, too. When I was uh, on vacation, we kind of got away from that. But we're starting that back up starting tomorrow. Sure. Yep. Picks of the day. Make sure you check out our IG. And our Twitter. Jay, what you got? I don't have much. I'm just doing a few picks. I was two for two, by the way, uh, last week. Parlayed that, made a couple bucks. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Cincinnati at Central Florida, taking them plus 100. Uh, I just think they're a better team, more experienced in big games. Uh, I'm going to take them down in Central Florida. I'm going to take Utah minus seven at Washington State. I continue to not learn that road games are different in college football but uh, I think Utah is a far better team uh, the way they handled USC I think they're a much more well-rounded defense they've got some great quarterback play uh, I think uh, I think they'll lose but I don't think it'll be to Washington State and then hoping that I am a jinx I am going to hammer massively hammer the Baltimore Ravens plus a hundred. Even odds in Tampa on Thursday. I bet that hurt, huh? It did. But, hey, I've been losing every single bet I place on teams I actually like. So I am just going to keep fucking rolling with it. Hey, there you go. Hopefully I'm wrong now. So either I'm wrong and my team wins or I'm going to make a lot of money. Hedging happiness. That works, man. Sometimes you just got to go to that. You'll win at the end of the day, no matter what. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. It was fun. We will have a short show for our NFL breakdown later this week. Have a wonderful week, wherever y'all at. Make sure you check out our socials. We are on IG at money underscore back underscore podcast. And we are on Twitter at 
money back pod have a wonderful week it's gonna be great let's ride let's ride that's me doing high knees let's ride (laughs) and if you want a danger witch just hit us up in our socials i'm sure i can make some up in the kitchen that's just as good it's literally just an italian bmt with bacon oh i mean they they took it off the menu before i could get to one (laughs) (laughs) have a good week y'all